Hello everyone and welcome to the Paris Wedding Show. Today I am truly honored to have a special guest joining me from the vibrant heart of London. While she may reside in the UK, she carries with her the unmistakable charm of French elegance and a smile that lights up any room. Renowned for her ability to weave love stories into unforgettable ceremonies, she is the creative mind behind some of the London's most enchanting weddings and beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming the renowned French wedding planner, Audrey Ametis. Audrey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you for making the time. As always, I'm always starting with this formula. Uh, it's not very welcoming, but it's true. If I was alone doing that show, I don't think it would attract so many people. So thank you again for being a guest today from London, UK. Some people may ask, why is he interviewing someone doing weddings in the UK? And the answer is you're French. So you're flexible and you're going to go around France as well. That's what you were talking about a few minutes ago, right before we started. So thank you again for making the time. Tell me more about uh, your story and who you are, Audrey. Sure. Well, thank you very much for, for having me. It's absolute pleasure. Um, you're absolutely right. Based in London, but I'm French from Lyon. Uh, capital food, of course. Beautiful. And uh, I'm the, the founder of Audrey Amethyst Weddings. So Audrey Amethyst Weddings is a, an international boutique wedding planning company based in London. And with uh, my team, we are planning the most beautiful weddings in the most prestigious uh, venues worldwide. Okay, so uh, I think you're the first telling me, uh, calling your, your business like this, like a boutique. Uh, yes. Can you say it again? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A, a boutique from the from the French word boutique. Thank you for noting that because when I created the company, I really wanted to keep this small structure. So we are not organizing 20, 30 weddings a year. It's very, very bespoke. It's mm -hmm. very, very VIP. And as a matter of fact, a bit like a, a boutique hotel, with a yeah, smaller number of rooms as opposed to a huge you know, uh, hotel. Here it's boutique, so we organize a, a, a limited number of events per year. Okay, so uh, can you give us a fork of an idea of how many events can you maximum plan per year? Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll answer your question. However, we are very, very flexible. So like everything, there's the general principle and there's mm -hmm. this, the exception. But as a general principle, we would do three to eight wow. events a year. Um, and in that particular year, because we are organizing a, um, a, an interesting wedding, they are all interesting, but let, let's say that because it's going to be featured in the magazine, uh, we are only doing two, two events. We've done three in total. So we've done two in November and December. Uh, it's going to be three events uh, for, for this year. So how did it start it? Because I've... Uh done my research and a bit of homework and I've seen that your story was about starting transitioning from planning an intimate engagement party in Paris to establishing this very bespoke uh, unique events which is a very very actually limited number of events per year which is also surprising for me uh, so what was the moment how how did it all started I would like to know Sure. Thank you for asking. It's such a good question. Interestingly, there wasn't a aha moment when I okay. suddenly realized I want to create Audrey Amethyst Weddings. It happened gradually. So it was by accident 
and by passion. So if I may tell you a bit more about this event in, um, in Paris, it was an engagement um, party in, in Paris. And at the time, I was a guest. So I was invited to the engagement party. And the day before, um, because I was close to the, the future bride and groom, um, they organized, like, you know, the beverages and the food, like the catering company, but that's it. And I told them, I mean, guys, you're, you're getting engaged. It's a big milestone in, in your life. So I've organized the table linen and the china and the decoration and the, all the other friends were like, gosh, you're, you're a natural. And a friend who saw that was like, well, if you like it that much, why don't you organize my wedding? So wow. that was the next big one in, uh, in a castle in south of France, which was lovely. Um, but at the time, I was working as, a, as an oil and gas lawyer. So I would organize maybe one event every two years. Okay. But more to, you know, help my colleagues or friends. Because sadly, I found for a lot of people planning a wedding can be a bit overwhelming. Whereas for me, it was pure pleasure. I was like, sure, I will organize, you know, the Excel spreadsheet for you. And I will organize this and I will organize that. And, and it was pure pleasure for me. So... Little by little, I organized more weddings. However, there was an interesting, uh, an interesting point when I did, did decide to take the leap of faith and create Audrey Amity's weddings is thanks to my husband, actually. Okay. Because um, allegedly, he does not dream. I think he dreams, just doesn't remember, right? He <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't dream. But one day he told me, I dreamt that you had your own business, you were a bit bossy. Well, uh, you know, I must agree to disagree. I think I've got good leadership skills. Um, <laughs> but all jokes aside, he told me you were successful. And this is wow. where I, I had like a sort of like moment when I thought, okay, that's a sign. And then I um, took a training in business practicalities uh, with a code of conduct. I took it very seriously. And then I built up the website. And, and here we are after... Wow. Five years, now. five years, right? Right. Wow. So, but what I, what I really admire and I have to, because I, I, I don't only do weddings. I, I'm involved in other projects and, and businesses. And this is always the essence of people who dream to have their own uh, business or project or whatever, but they don't execute. And what I really like is this, is that you took the dream and you execute it And you, yeah, you, you've, you've been trained and you started to, uh, to enter into this after five years. So you, do you think it was a good decision right now? I think it was an excellent decision. And, and thank you. I really appreciate that because yes, it does take a lot of courage to mm -hmm. start your own company. Like, like you, it's, um, it's, it's not easy. There are days, you know, when they, they say about a CEO, it's a bit like a baby. After you wake up every two hours, <laughs> you're crying at night because there's ups and downs. Um, but I have to say there's been a lot of work and also um, some luck. But, you know, as a planner, you're like a conductor of an orchestra. So I can't, for the life of me, bake a cake or I can't do a floral arrangement. But my team, I'm working with the best suppliers in the industry. And I, I, I do have to take the opportunity to thank, in particular, Elizabeth Solaru. Um, she has been instrumental in, in helping me building the, the business. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth 
I'll, I'll put a note, I'll ping a note on Instagram if you don't follow her already. She, she does the most Definitely. incredible, incredible cakes. Um, she's an amazing, strong woman. And um, one of the weddings she did, I can say that because it was in the public domain, um, was at the Langham in London and they flew in Maria Carey and Elton John for okay. the wedding and she did this huge cake. So thanks to Elizabeth, then I had a, an amazing network of hair and makeup artists, um, Errol Douglas in Belgravia is just incredible. Flowers, McQueen's, they are also uh, amazing. So little by little, even though we are, we're still junior, ultimately, mm-hmm. but we are working with the best in the industry. So, so very grateful. Do- so how does what's the process exactly people uh usually the bride they contact you first they reach out to you because they got attracted by you and your content and your idea of extreme bespoke events and how do you take it from there well the process is really a discussion it's having but both sides in the mm-hmm. sense that, and it's one of the reasons why we don't organize that many events per year, because I really want to make sure I've got this connection with the couple. Um, I want to make sure that I'm the right planner for them. And, and to be fair, it's it can be quite an investment to mm-hmm. have a, a wedding planner. So we meet up either virtually or usually we have a cup of tea at Carriages or at the Ritz to try to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure that we have the same values in terms of respect, in terms of being calm. Yes, it is one of the most beautiful days of your life, but there are other things to take into consideration. So it's very yeah. important that my clients are down to earth um, and we go through their vision. So I, in fact, I will share with you a little uh, li- like little tips for, uh, for our uh, audience Definitely. today. There are uh, some pillars Uh, in wedding planning. So you don't get straight into the decoration and the flowers. It's like building a house. So you have to have your foundation foundation first. So you ask yourself some questions. Uh, First is where you'd like to get married and when and how and how many and how much. So you've got the five key aspects. Um, And if I may put a bit more details on that, the where, what you want to know, okay, for instance, couple in London, do you want to get married in the UK? Or are you considering a destination wedding? And why? Why you are thinking of the destination? Because, you know, I don't know if you had the same feeling. A few years ago, um, a lot of people were getting married in Portugal. Yeah. A lot, like that was the was destination wedding. Pardon? Yeah. It was that a was trend. the trend. Yeah. The trend, like everybody was going there. Um And I I do love Portugal. I think it's amazing, but I think it's important to find a place that it's important to you so that in 10 years' time or in 20 years' time, you're not going to think, why did we get married there? (laughs) There needs to be a connection, right? Um, The where is important. The where and the when are interlinked because if you're thinking, I want to get, I want to have a summer wedding or I would rather have a winter wedding or autumn, et cetera, you do have to think about the location, right? Because let's say if it's in Dubai, then I would recommend rather a wedding in October, November. So it's a bit more, it's a bit more cooler in terms of temperature. Uh, the how, like is it a civil ceremony? Is it at church, etc.? cetera? Um, the how many, the number of guests. Mm-hmm. So very important. Oh my God. And I will share with you like something that nobody talks about it. They don't talk about it on the apps. They don't talk about it in the magazine. It's not only your wedding. 
So it's not only the couples, with, unless you do an elopement and you decide, you know, just the two of you to go, let's say, to New York. Other idea. It's not only about you. So you do have to have the discussion with your family because you might want a, like a small wedding, intimate wedding, 20, 50, 60. Your parents might have another vision. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> right? And culturally as well. Um yeah. And it, it really, you really have to have the discussion. You can't just do whatever they want and they can't do whatever they want, but it's important to have this dialogue because they're also super proud. They're so course. happy to have you. Their, their kids are getting married and they want to invite some, some friends, some family members. So have this conversation sooner rather than later because it impacts on the type of venue that you're going to search for. The Absolutely. Capacity. Yeah. It and makes a lot of sense. sense. Yes, wedding or 300 and uh, how much like the, um, the the budget you have to think what is your maximum comfortable budget not what you have on your bank account you can have millions on your bank account but you know you might decide to allocate just one part towards your wedding because ultimately it's 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 one day so you might want to think about you know investing in properties or Absolutely. Future education for your children, if you want any, or, or pension. Um, and in fact, that reminds me of a um, of an article we've been fortunate enough to be um, to be featured in Grazia magazine. Um, Very nice. Again, I can put a, thank you a little uh, a little link um, once we once we put a link to the podcast. Um, sure. And in the Grazia magazine, I was saying, okay, what's your maximum comfortable budget? Because you know sometimes I mean we get carried away, right? It's not. It's not a, a, a birthday, it's a wedding. So you're thinking, you know, we really want it to be uh, amazing. But if you take the example of a, of a chocolate tablet, yeah. you're thinking, oh, it's so cute, with our name on it and the date. Yes, indeed, it's very cute. But if it's a five-pound a five wedding favors and you've got, you know, 10 guests, mm -hmm. it's fine, 50 quid. If you've got 200, it adds up. You just spend a grand... In there you go. Yeah. Which is fine when the budget is limitless. Exactly. You might even want their superb wedding favors. Um, so happy to develop <laughs> on that topic for another episode. But I think it's a question of control mm -hmm. and making sure that whatever your budget is, you're, you're in control. So to go back to your original question, it's really this discussion with the couple, going through the five key items and seeing if we are a good match together, really. That's very important. And uh, I think, well, many of your colleagues and uh, and other planners, they're doing this, but I've never heard this idea of, the first of all, uh, like making sure that, that you're the right fit and not being like, yes, I am the person. Uh, this usually uh, creates uh, more tension. So I think it's more relaxed and it's a good idea. And other uh, good ideas, the, all those five pillars that makes it very clear and yeah it structures a goal and uh and and even the you already starts to work so talking about the the where i think it's uh, it was one of the pillar that attracts my attention uh i've uh, i've read that you've lived in uh, many international cities uh such as dubai and others and you've planned weddings in uh, in marrakesh in sydney very different cultural and uh, geolocalization geolo uh, geolo very different so how do you tailor the experience to uh, to resonate with the local culture while you're maintaining the couple's unique essence? 
Sure, it, it's such a good question. Um, yes, we so you know we organize like weddings um, from A to Z, so really the full wedding planning, or we organize sometimes consultations, which are either virtual or physical meetings when we help the couple, we give them the tools to, to succeed. So there are some uh, cities where we've only organized consultations, but yes, in, in Monaco, um, you know, the French Riviera and, and Dubai and New York, but how we manage to resonate with the local culture um, while maintaining the couple's unique essence? It's such a good question. Well, the local culture, it's really taking a step back and thinking, okay, why you want to get married there? So I'll give you an example. In France and Spain, you know, often you have like a, a big party and weddings, they finish at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., right? In the UK, it's different. Um, you usually have like a ceremony in the morning or in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And then you have what we call the wedding breakfast, which is the, the lunch or dinner. So you have a wedding breakfast, say, at 7 p.m., you know, you cut the cake, first dance, and then you, the carriage can be at 11 p.m. Okay. You can go up to midnight sometimes, 1 a.m. if you pay for an extension fee. There are other places, don't get me wrong, there are some venues in, in the UK where you can, you know, stay longer, but not talking about the exception, talking about the general principle, your wedding is going to finish at 11 p.m. or midnight, right? So why am I talking about that? Is because if you're choosing the UK, don't expect to be like a whoop, whoop, whoop until 6 p.m. <laughs> this is not France. This is not uh, Spain. Good and to know. And you have to embrace, you know, the location that you chose. So mm -hmm. you're talking about, and it was so big after Harry and Meghan's wedding, like the English countryside. And, and you're getting married in the UK. So don't try to recreate another wedding. However, however, it's your wedding. So you do have to recreate you know your wedding what's so important to me when i when i plan a wedding is when the guests arrive in the room i want them to say oh wow it's let's say you know audrey and donald's wedding mm -hmm. or it's richard and jonathan jonathan's wedding like you you really have to put your your soul into it and and how you do that it's thanks to food and music so um, we're very lucky that we are couples, like we have like a, a bride, she was from Argentina and the groom was from Ireland. Um, couple, they were both for, 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 from England somewhere. One was from England, she was from France. She, another one, she was from Iran, he was from Italy. Wow. So very international, but thanks to food and music, you can recreate your, the, the, the mm -hmm. magic, um, you know, uh, experience so let's take an example to illustrate this right sure. you're getting married in the uk one of the the couple members of the couple is from france then you, you perhaps you're going to have some french you know food or some french music some elements to it um it's nice for your family as well to kind of you know wherever it is it can be in dubai but you create a bit of a french touch mm -hmm. and um because ultimately it's all about providing an exquisite experience to your guests and to yourself after all those months of planning and it's quite an investment yeah um and it's all about what they are going to to see and what they are going to touch what they're going to hear and smell and um it, it's really all about the senses and providing the experience no matter where you are uh, you can recreate it we can help the couple recreate and so it. how do you yeah this is this is very interesting so talking about this, the five senses uh uh, you know that men are much less sensible 
than women. That's that explains why most of the wedding planners, the best wedding planners, are uh, are women, because you have this connection to uh, to, to to all those the senses that we have as well, but we don't realize sometimes. And you you're much more involved in that, and I, I admire that. So how how do you how do you start? Like what what do you go from 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 feelings and ideas to what's going to happen? How how does it work? <laughs> Thank you. Well, and, and a comment, if I may, because interestingly, about like chefs as mm. well, when, you know, in the day-to-day life, lots of women cook and some extremely amazing chefs are, are male. You have some, because it's a very female industry, so the top ones are, are, are female, but also you have like Colin Cowie or Johnny Roxburgh, some male uh, planners who ultimately are, are the best in the industry because they they have this um how can i put it hmm. this way of putting your vision of recreating your vision um and to go back to your question it's really having this conversation with the couple so it, it, it's really what they like and in the first place and on a, at the second stage i ask them to step into the shoes of their guests to see if the guests would like them because Again, it's not only you, you know day about about yourself. You want the guests to be happy, to have yeah. like good food, uh, a, vi- a variety of food, um, and make sure that um, the scents, for instance, that there's a big thing about wedding scent. So you create a, a special perfume for your wedding day, mm-hmm. um, but ultimately it needs to be a reflection of your personality. But it can be. I would recommend against like something like a scent too strong, for instance, where mm-hmm. your guests are going to be, how can I put it, not really focusing on the food, for instance. You want them to have like exquisite food and, and superb, you know, beverages. So if the smell is too strong, um, that will not work. And ultimately, this piece of advice, I just realized works for everything else. If the food is too spicy, that will not work. Like some mm-hmm. guests would not want spicy food. If the music is too loud, you know, like so, you really so many details. Have scene. Yeah, this is like so, like so. That's also one of the reasons why I think I could not do a great job as a planner is that there's so many elements of chance and skills, and wow, it's like in the wedding industry you have trends that come and go, uh, but you talk about timeless, elegance, and modern wedding. So how do you strike? this balance between tradition and contemporary because even adding the fact that it's super like even if you if you know everything about the place the venue the vendors uh there's always this human uh factor that you have to deal with so how do you do how do you do that that's a good good point um definitely when you look at Audrey Weddings website, our portfolio, what we've done in the past. It, it's very timeless, elegant, yet modern wedding. So how do we deal with that? I think the first step is the venue because okay. the venue is such a big part of your wedding. And we tend sure. to work at timeless, elegant venues. So for instance, Claridge's in London, or the Ritz, it's really like the epitome of the British elegance. And then how do you create that modern touch? It's thanks to the other vendors. So you can have like a very traditional 
timeless venue. But then you're going to have like funky, you know, flowers and an amazing DJ and, and, and something special. Um, so that's how we, we create that, that balance, really. But, you know, when you are talking about the human touch, it's so it's so important that you're mentioning that because I let's say if I want to meet up with a couple um, and it's not a venue where I've been before, I, I would go beforehand to make sure, like, how am I going to be welcomed in a okay. venue? The I vibe. know the logistics. Mm. I, you know, my background as a lawyer, as an oil and gas lawyer, <laughs> I always wear like a safety hat. Um, so I'm, I'm not necessarily looking like how beautiful. Of course, it's a given. The venue has to be beautiful. I'm looking at the logistics. Where are the fire exits? How easy it is to reach, you know, the place, etc. Mm -hmm. Is there a human touch when I arrive? Do I have like, do I click with the with the with the concierge, um, with the porters, with the team members? Because ultimately, they they make the, the the place special. Actually, they make the they create the experience. Yeah. So you, would you say mm -hmm. that uh, your uh, legal background has saved the wedding or made a significant difference? It did. Um, it did, and in particular, it did in general. Mm -hmm. When I reviewed you know, the terms and conditions of contracts, because I really enjoyed that, it did in particular during the <laughs> pandemic. I might. I'm sorry, um, just a, just a. Just to break, yes, but I will. I would probably need to uh, to update my terms and conditions. So I probably oh, yes. I probably need your help. A hundred percent. The privacy people. one as well. You know, it's such a big thing because yeah, we. Yeah. Um, how can I put it? When we we organize a wedding, like people um, just think, okay, wedding planners or celebrant, they're thinking like, oh, flowers and cake and balloons. It's 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 a business. Uh, you need to have contracts. You need to have like uh, insurance policy. You need to have an accountant, because sadly, life. You know, you you can have like ups and downs. And and in the pandemic, I I was um, lucky enough, very very grateful to have been featured in Harper's Bazaar, mm -hmm. when um, we gave advice about contracts, um, because lots of couples after the pandemic and the lockdown were like, can I terminate? The, the, the event can I reschedule my wedding mm -hmm. and then so we go through the insurance clause we go through the termination clause um, suspension clause force majeure of course when there's like an event which is absolutely outside control because ultimately yes it, it's more it's event planning it's more project management as such mm -hmm. as opposed to just you know flowers and balloons that's that's the nice part of it <laughs> that's the um the wedding uh, design, but the planning, you need to have a contract in place because, you know, sadly things happen. Oh, things yeah. happen. Um, but if I may go back to, you know, because I was thinking about, the, you know, we were talking about venues and the human touch and why they are, why I love in particular, um, you know, luxury, luxury venues. So mm -hmm. why, like the importance of things special in luxury hotels, like the Lensbro or, or the Ritz. And I recreate a sense of exclusivity. Um, so why I, I enjoy meeting in those hotels, because obviously the facilities are superb. Um, the food is, is, is fantastic. It's, 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 it's very special. But what makes it special is the people. So why I love staying in those hotels or going for afternoon tea those hotels? Because, you know, the, the day after you wake up and uh, how are you, Miss Artis? Miss, miss at the time in our misses. Did mm -hmm. you sleep well, Miss Artis? Welcome back. It's all those little touch. Um, they remember all the finest details. And I, I try to recreate that 
with my with my couples. Uh, I'll give you an example if I, if I may. Sure, yeah, go ahead. Details are super important, always. It's so important because that that's what makes it special. It's because it's personalized. It's because it's bespoke. It's it's for you. That's what that's what's luxury. It's because it's special for you. So, an interesting story. I think um, I met a couple um, at the Lensbro. Mm-hmm. It was the first time we were meeting, and afterwards they chose me, so I organized their, their wedding, a beautiful wedding at the Mandarin Oriental in, in Knightsbridge. And the first time we met for tea, um, we were just you know chatting, and um, the bride made a, a passing comment. Um, we were having tea, and she said, oh, that's my dad's favorite song. And we just carried on uh, you know, having our meeting, right? The day after, I contacted the Lens Brown, and I asked, can you please send me the list of all the track songs you pl- you played between 3 and 5 p.m. And I listened to the beginning of each song and mm-hmm. I found a song and I bought a vinyl of the song. You're talking about, you know, $40, like maybe like 30 euros. So not huge, but... And then I gave it to my bride and she had tears in her eyes because she was wow. like, how? Like, how do you remember this? Like, how did you... Listening. Listening is a big part of, of planning, right? Listening is a huge part of, of, of planning because ultimately it's not your day, it's the couple's day. It's very difficult, actually, you know, uh, listening skills, it, it's very, very tough, but it's, that makes it special and magical, really. Oh, well done for that. And uh, what's, what are the projects for, for Audrey Amethyst's wedding for 2024? Do you have something exciting that you're working on? Yes, and I'm so glad you're you're asking. And actually, for our audience, it's a bit, uh, you know, hot off the press. So you've got a bit of a breaking news exclusivity here. <laughs> um, I won't give the exact date because, um, you know, I've got a date in mind, but I won't keep that confidential. However, I can share with you that um, there's going to be some change. Mm-hmm. So Audrey Amethyst Weddings is going to move to Amethyst Evans. We are diversifying the portfolio um, from weddings to corporate events. So Christmas parties and galas and birthdays um, to, you know, carry on in in the world of planning events, but not weddings because ultimately I've been a lawyer for 20 years. So I still know a lot of lawyers. I still know a lot of colleagues in the in the oil and gas industry in the uh, in the telecom industry and wow. uh, and i'm thinking i might as well help those colleagues they already know me but the trust absolutely is there. um good and it's it's exciting and it's how can i put it emotions run high in weddings whereas if it's a um if it's a christmas party they just want to have fun i think i'll have more um control perhaps or freedom it would be like here it is here is a budget find us a venue and then you can choose the flowers and you can really have fun yeah yeah um, yeah, doing something a bit more creative as very good it's it's tricky to recreate uh, a vision sometimes so we will carry on organizing beautiful weddings but i think we'll do only one or two wow. per year. So it's going to be even more okay. VIP um, because it, it takes it takes a lot of time to create the beautiful vision. I think um, corporate events can go faster. 
it's still have there's still pressure you know mm -hmm. if you organize like a christmas party and all the employees was like oh my goodness me that was that wasn't fun at all that's not good you know for you <laughs> everybody's gonna remember oh no is that the boring planner or so it, there's still a lot of work you know I see. Um, but i think it can be a bit fun so yes, we are diversifying the portfolio. So it's very nice. Congratulations to you. I will obviously put, uh, list your website in the in the show notes as well as the article on uh, on Gratier, Gratia and uh, Gratia magazine. Yes, and uh, Harper's Bazaar. Yes, thank you. Yeah, definitely. And thank you again for making the time. And I'll probably see you. I don't know if it's going to be in the UK, but probably somewhere in France or in Europe in your next events and I wish you the best of luck. Audrey, thank you so much again. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for listening to the French Wedding Show. If you want to know more about our guest today, you can go to the show notes and find all the relevant links. Also, have a look at my website, theparisiancelebrant.com, also in the show notes. If you want to start to plan your wedding ceremony or elopement in Paris or anywhere in France. I look forward to hear your ideas. Thank you again so much for listening and see you soon for another episode.